0: Michael Show, one o'clock hour. Ben Kenny and Grant Bills. 877-867-1670. That's how you join the conversation. You can talk Packers draft. Whether more pressure should be put on Matt LaFleur or Jordan Love for the offense coming up this season to make the offense work, to make it succeed. Draft board talk. I'm all in on Lucas Van Ness from Iowa as the Packers pick, in addition to Jackson Smith and Jigba, other options, but all in on LVN, Grant. That's the hashtag. I don't think the movement's going to work because I think he's going to go too early, but that's where we're at.
1: What if your uh, Eagles get him? Fine with it. Wait, 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 wait. Well, I love the player. Okay. You want something else for the
0: Eagles? Yes, that I I, I don't know if I should get go all the way into here to be okay. completely honest. You
1: are, I'll give you a compliment. You're very self-aware at not making your interests everybody else's problem. I'm the opposite. Grant, I talked I'm, for if, 10 minutes about the Iowa offense. Well, I suppose. I should say your teams. Like, you you will go out of your way to not talk about the Eagles because you're like, oh, people don't care.
0: I don't think people don't care. I
1: mean, people care a little. All right. But it doesn't matter. I think they Speaking are. of your teams, by the way, though, aren't we going to talk about one of your teams right now? Yep. That's what we're doing. Uh, the, the Sixers played the nets last night and
0: I want to do this. Cause I think it'll resonate with bucks fans. Bucks play the heat coming up Saturday. We await whether Giannis will play. I'm like, they'll win the series in five or six. They're not going to have trouble with the heat. It's more about what can we take away going forward when they play the Celtics? Most likely two rounds from now, and there, there have been some good signs, definitely, from two games, even though they lost the first game. It's very early in the playoffs. It's it's a long road. But I don't yeah. think there's much angst. Like, I'm not going to ask, oh, are you concerned about the series. I don't think there's any concern,
1: especially after think, that win. I think Wednesday night did a lot to flush out a lot of the stress and the concerns that stemmed from Sunday.
0: Yeah. Yep. Joe Ingles, elite bench player, things of that nature. But Sixers-Nets last night. Sixers won by five all-time cover, by the way, speaking of football players, gambling all-time cover Sixers. I think were four point favorites. They were, they were out of the number until that last steal, When the Nets just threw away the inbound pass and the Sixers got a dunk out of it. I. Uh, Joel Embiid gets dunked on and Claxton walks over him and bead kicks out as he pretty much, he, he goes to kick him. Claxton walks over him, somewhat disrespectful, and Bede goes to kick him. He gets a flagrant one and is not kicked out of the game, which is what it is. I don't want to do a ref show. And then James Harden does get kicked out when he swipes the defender's private regions on a drive. He gets a flagrant two for it. Claxton later gets kicked out for another flagrant when he was taunting or whatever. I don't know. Just in general from the game, though, I I think that was one of the more disgraceful performances from an NBA MVP candidate in the playoffs I've ever seen in my life from Joel Embiid MVP candidate. Now I think this resonates with box fans because the beaut- the, the greatness of Giannis is every single night. If it's going his way, if it's not going his way, you don't really see that affect his body language, his approach to the game, anything on the court. And listen, we're all human, and there are moments it gets to us, but Giannis is one of the more composed, amazingly great basketball players I've ever watched. I love him beat to death. I think he's incredible. But what's so freaking frustrating about him and what I think will be the reason that he does not enter the realm that Giannis is in right now is just the gross emotional inconsistency we see on the court. The entire game, take away losing his cool and going to kick Claxton, which probably should have been ejected for it. Again, I don't want to do the, should he or should he not have? Sure. But he's getting doubled at the top of the key the entire game. And you see, he he starts to get frustrated. His body starts to flail. He starts to expect to get fouled. And he starts to mope up and down the court, which if you're supposed to be that great of a player, how can you go about playing the game that way? It it, it It was horrible to watch. And, and they still won the game because he got bailed out by others it's ridiculous that someone that's that good lets something like that get to him that bad and makes him play that poor of a game
1: so Ben before I chime in on this I gotta tell you maybe it's because you're preaching about a topic that I love it's not that I don't love the Wisconsin Badgers you do great Wisconsin Badgers work but sometimes I can't connect with you I thought that was two of your finer minutes as a broadcaster that I've ever heard that was that was that was outstanding. Agree on everything. I thought you nailed it right on the head. I thought you compared him to Giannis in the way that I would compare him to Giannis. I, I think you're... I don't I don't even have that much to add. That was perfect. Yes. 100% agree on everything you just said. And, and that is the brilliance of Giannis, is that he's going to show up every night and be mentally stable. He's not going to lose his cool. If he doesn't agree with the call, he's going to gesture to a ref for about two seconds, and then he's going to get right back into the game and get back down the floor and what's so amazing Ben if you watch watch the Wolves in the Nuggets watch the Warriors with Draymond or watch the Sixers with Embiid it's such an immature league the NBA is and if you can be a mature player like Giannis and a mature team like the Bucks you've already won it's 74 75 percent of the way there if you can avoid contract frustrations like Jalen Brown or James Harden or whatever's going on there with Houston this oh, summer, I my don't know. God.
0: Don't even get me started on uh, Harden. I agree.
1: That's another form of immaturity. The bucks just don't mess around with crap like that. And they've won 70, 75% of the battle before they've ever stepped on the court because of that. And I think you're speaking to that. It's, I think you're a hundred percent right. And it's not even necessarily this criticism against Embiid. all players have their weaknesses, but Embiid emotionally is immature. Things get in his head, and he just took himself out of the game last night.
0: No, it is a criticism of Embiid.
1: I, I guess, let me rephrase. I don't rip on Embiid like a lot of Wisconsin broadcasters do, because I really think he's an incredible story and an incredible player, and I think Giannis and him have a lot of similarities and that they should be celebrated, and, and they both seem to love the markets in which they play and the cities in which they play. I am not some other talkers in the state who rip on him endlessly. So I guess it is a criticism, but it's it's not because I'm always trying to criticize him. It's it's a case study of last night's game and only last night's game.
0: And maybe maybe I'm qualified a little bit differently to talk about Embiid, just in the fact that I'm a I'm a freaking Sixers fan and they are infuriating, yeah. and and I've hated them for years just because of they're they're not buttoned up like the Bucks are. They don't have a head coach that's. Very even keeled, whether you like his press conferences or not. Coach Bud's a great coach. History has shown that. Doc Rivers takes shots at, at the media when, like, he gets snappy when things start to go poorly, which I don't like. Uh, and then I, I saw in Philadelphia, they called it, that game will be one of Embiid's wall of shame or hall of shame moments. Just one of, like, one of the biggest examples of, a guy that, like, what's going to suck is next game he could come out, go, put up 45, dominate, just run up and sure. down the court, be the best player out there, and that's what makes it more infuriating. It's because you know that on any given night it could just be, oh, calls don't go his way, couple shots don't fall, he gets double teamed, and then we're just dealing with a guy moping up and down the court. That's what makes yeah. it the most infuriating.
1: And, and you better hope that Tyrese Maxey then can close out a game like he did last night. And I don't think we even need to talk about the officiating from last night, although it's kind of a <laughs> gross game. Yeah, ben, there's, there's players, there's teams that beat themselves in this league every night, even in the playoffs. Like, watch the Wolves. They're going nuts. Like, Karl-Anthony Towns can't keep his composure, and neither can Gobert. Jokic, you talk about uh, an MVP favorite or a presumptive MVP having a bad moment in the playoffs. Jokic melted down against the Warriors last year. And I understand his team wasn't as good as Golden State's team, and I don't put that on him. He handled it really poorly. Like, what's going on right now with the Warriors and the Kings and the and, and the, the Warriors putting out press releases and Draymond Green kicking guys in the, in the chest? The Celtics last year, do you know how many buckets they gave up because they didn't agree with the call and then they complained about it or laid on the ground to make a point while the other team drove down and got a basket? Like, teams and players beat themselves all the time in this league. And if you're able to be one of the players or the teams that doesn't do that, you have such an advantage and the Bucs are that team.
0: It makes the path look a lot easier. Even when they lose game one against the heat. Yeah. You just see the, it's, it's like, you see the truck, you see the truck coming in your, in your rear view mirror, and it just gets closer and closer and closer and it's unavoidable. That's what it feels like for some teams that are not the Bucs, which is, it makes, yeah, what the Bucs do even more impressive. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy line one. You're on the Bill Michaels show. I I hope this is a an Embiid criticism.
2: Happy buddy, y'all. Chuck. Hey y'all.
0: What's up, Charlie? Charlie, yeah, I've what? I've never heard from you at this hour, buddy.
2: Well, I, I, I like sports big time, and I thought I'd give the poor Bill a rest. <laughs> I got you. And um and plus I listen to y'all all morning, so um you know last time this kind of I had Packer flashback and the last time someone held up for all that money and everything was Tony Manners. biggest bust in Annabelle. And then got him back and I got so excited I said my supervisor Doug be Piss, We got him back he goes, I said, What's taking on the Lindanian lending, lending system very complex? <laughs>
0: Charlie to, Charlie, who do you want the Packers to draft this year? Are, are you in on Lucas Van Ness?
2: Um Well, I I've been listening to you all a lot. I think we need an offensive lineman.
0: Offensive Can't lineman. Right, it, it, Broderick oh, Jones no, no, guy? No.
2: Um, I don't know. Real in offense? Because I know we need a lot of help on defense, as usual. Yeah. yeah, Real. Okay. I, I, erase that from your memory banks,
1: Catch us <laughs> back. I, I got you. Um,
0: Thank you, Charlie, as always.
1: that was Who's at the top of Charlie's draft board?
0: Uh, I actually still have him on the line. Uh Charlie, Charlie, real quick before we let you go. Who's yeah, at the t- who's buddy. at the top of your draft board? What is your
1: draft board?
2: Uh, boy, I haven't put one together yet. Uh, because we took a week away, I think, for a draft. Yep. Or what? And uh so I I've been looking over the internet and watching ESPN and all the players go by. Um I'm I'll have to let y'all know on, on Monday. All and right. uh,
0: yeah, we'll be here, man. I- Call back. Thank you. As always, Charlie. That was The most coherent sports call I've I've ever heard Charlie give. Likewise. He is usually talking about other things related to being a running back for the Badgers, where he's moving, alcohol, things of that nature.
1: Big Ten Network just tweeted out three photoshops of Jackson Smith and Jigba in three different jerseys. The Bears, the Packers, and the Commanders. Pretty cold at a Packers jersey. Yeah. Kick ass.
0: I'm going to eye test this. On the Bears jersey, he looks like every average Bears receiver that's ever happened, which I think says more about the Bears. In the Packers jersey, he looks sick. It just passes the eye test. In the Commander's jersey, I also will say it it works. It works. Yeah. That's recency bias, though. The Commanders have had some, they have some dudes currently.
1: McLaurin. Dotson, Dotson, the big 10 crew over there,
0: Curtis Samuel. Yep. Another Ohio state guy. It's mostly Ohio state guys. Well, they all work except for, do you remember Devin Smith? I don't second round pick for the Jets in 2015. I was so, uh, way
1: back 2000. How do you remember that? That's I thought you were going to say like 2018
0: because I've, I've no life and I'm a diehard for college football and he was okay it was him and Cardell Jones. He was on the Cardell Jones National Title team. The first college football playoff game ever was in the Superdome in New Orleans, the Sugar Bowl. It was Alabama led by Blake Sims. It was pre good quarterback Alabama. It was post to Jake Coker, if you remember him.
1: Was it also pre good wide receivers at Alabama before Saban started?
0: No, 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 no. No, Amari Cooper okay. was on. No, they were like, top to bottom. I've gone through their roster. I was I, I went to the game. I was down in New Orleans. My buddy lives down there. I went with him and, and both of our dads. It was awesome. Obviously, you got, like, half the stadiums Bama, half the stadiums Ohio State. And that was Zeke. It was Cardell Jones. It was Michael Thomas, New Orleans Saint. Devin Smith, who the Jets took in the second round and became nothing. And their tight end's notable, but I forget his name. But Zeke ran wild. And then I looked at the yeah. Bama roster, it's like haha ha, Clinton Dicks, maybe Landon Collins, or maybe it was before Landon Collins. But it was yeah, just
1: at Bama. Dudes everywhere. So well, that was the infamous we ain't come here to play school team.
0: Right? It was the first game Ohio State played after beating Wisconsin forty nine to nothing in the Big Ten title game. Yes. Uh, yes. That was that team. But some of my college football knowledge comes from that game, at least just encyclopedic, because because I, I, I've looked up the players so often. I go back. It's like, whoa.
1: Where dude. would you um, rank New Orleans, places you've traveled in the United States? I've never been to the Big Easy.
0: I was there in, it was January 2015, which is now quite a long time ago. I would, okay. I mean, it's up there for different reasons. I am a, I'm a sucker for Vermont. In that corner, done a lot of mm-hmm. camping out there, beautiful mountains, lakes, things of that nature. Sucker for the West Coast or the Western Mountain Range. Not the West Coast Coast.
1: Okay. Oh,
0: Not a huge fan of, of Los Angeles and all that stuff, but mountains, skiing. Okay. And then New Orleans in terms of cities, if you want to go not remember a weekend, I think it's... Uh, the best if not one of wow okay one of the best but I was um, how old was I I was 16 17
1: just coming into your own as a young college football fan
0: yes which made that um, 2015 Sugar Bowl that's the one it was trying to find the rosters you're talking oh Derrick Henry tight end. Derrick Henry Amari Cooper TJ Yeldon Zeke Michael Thomas Devin Smith they all scored Cardell Jones, I T.J. Yeldon, uh, Amari Cooper was just incredible. O.J. Howard was on that team on on Ohio State. Nick Vanette, that's the guy. I don't think he did yeah. much. Curtis Samuel was there. Jalen Marshall, Noah Brown, I believe current Dallas Cowboy. Anyway, I don't think people care about me running back through old college. You'd be games.
1: surprised at how much men enjoy just listing off old rosters of old teams. <laughs> it is a thing, though. We love doing that. Yeah. I don't know how to
0: tie it back into Sixers Nets, but uh, Bucks heat coming up Saturday, 6.30 p.m., very normal start time. Big news, actually, breaking news coming out of the Pfizer forum. The blue court is gone, and the green court is back. Yep. Not to go full court talk. I think that's good news, generally, for their chances. For viewing. I say we
1: should put a full-court press on this court talk, Ben. (laughs) Yeah, their chief marketing officer, who's tweeted, like, updates. Like, it was always going to be for the second round of the playoffs, but it looks like it'll be back for game five. Which is fantastic, because the blue court just doesn't... It doesn't work great unless they're also wearing their blue jerseys, but I don't like wearing alternate jerseys in postseason games. I think we should trend more traditional in big games, even first-round games.
0: Agree. So then you got... Game five. Wait, Saturday is game three. When's game four? Monday? Coming up?
1: I don't know when Uh, it is. Saturday Saturday night, Monday night. Yep.
0: Game five is on Wednesday at 8.30 Mm -hmm. p.m. In Milwaukee. Central, by the way.
1: It's not a West Coast game. That's not why it's late. It's
0: in Milwaukee. That's ridiculous. Yes, it is. That's an embarrassment.
1: And normally I, I let this stuff go because I like staying up late to watch sports. I don't like staying up to watch my team playing in my city, my state. That does not track with me. I don't mind 10 o'clock Brewer or 9 o'clock Brewer starts if they're in San Francisco, because then I'm like, oh, look at it. They're by the bay, and it's kind of dark, and everyone's got a jacket on, and the aesthetic is cool, and I'm in bed watching. They're in Milwaukee. Why are we? It's not even on national TV. It's on NBA TV. It's a standalone NBA TV game. You can start it whenever you want. Why is it starting at 830?
0: I pray that's the that's the clincher and we can move forward to the other series that are normally televised. This first series is always weird because you get thrown on NBA TV. You get the weird staggered time slot. So that's coming up uh, next week. Nothing beats the Wisconsin Oklahoma State guaranteed rate bowl that kicked off after 10 p.m. Central time because they got delayed. And I ended up making it through the first half. The game ended at at 1 30 in the morning.
1: Wait, that's who they played this last bowl season?
0: Yeah, which is a shame because it was a wildly entertaining game with Chase Wolf driving them up and down the field.
1: I remember that it was the guaranteed rate bowl. I remember that Chase Wolf was balling and gave himself an inside track at the starting job this year. It was his job to lose. He then lost it, but it was his job to lose. If you gave me 100 guesses, that was a hundred guesses, I could take, not have guessed Oklahoma State is the team that they played. Which is nuts because they have Mike Gundy. Like there are some identifying factors about Oklahoma State. I wouldn't remember that.
0: And one of the kids on the team transferred to Wisconsin. After the season.
1: Zach Cruz of Packers Wire, just a tweet for you before we take a break, just tweeted, this might be a hot take, but I don't think I would draft Quentin Johnston at 15 or 45.
0: I like to think he listens to the show. End of show. There's there's not been a more out on Quentin Johnson person than myself, arguably from the moment I watched him play against Keeley Rinko of Georgia. He's
1: off my draft board. in the national Dude, title. of game. you. He's
0: Eight, off my 877-867-1670. We will return to all of it coming up next. Talk some Brewers. You got them. The, the Boston Red Sox coming into town this weekend. We'll talk some Brewers taking you up until two o'clock. Ben Kenny and Grant Bills in for Bill Michaels.
1: This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: We are back. It is the Bill Michaels Show with the replacements with Ben Kenny and Grant Bills. At Benzie Kenny on Twitter, we asked who is. It the most on to make the Packers offense work next season. Gutekinds, LaFleur, Jordan Love. LaFleur's still leading the way. 58% Jordan Love, 26%. Gudikins, 15%. People somewhat listening, Grant, or at least accepting the words that were shared mm-hmm. on what Matt LaFleur must do next season to get the get the team right, to instill confidence about him going forward. And a big piece of that will be who the Packers select NFL draft week starting up on Monday. We will be here on Monday and Tuesday. Bill will be back Wednesday and Thursday. And then the Bill Michaels draft show seven to 11 next Thursday night. Meanwhile, coming up this weekend as we entered the weekend preview portion of today's show Friday afternoon, the weather seems great outside. Apparently it's windy here. I'm I'm thoroughly excited to get outside after being in this box for, you know, long hours. Uh coming up tonight, Brewers, Red Sox. Red Sox come into town. Freddie Peralta back on the mound after his first tough start of the season happening last weekend. He's two and one with a three point one eighty ERA. He will be opposed by Nick Pavetta. Oh, of the Red Sox, who's Owen one with a four five former once thought to be pretty top pitching prospect for a certain team out east that I may or may not have become a big fan of his. He is uh, he's very inconsistent. Grant, he can he can give you a seven scoreless or he could get rocked for six in the second inning. Usually not much Eric in the Lauer middle type similar to Eric Lauer, a little bit lower floor. Probably lower ceiling as well. He's a righty discount Eric Lauer.
1: I was going to say, other than that, though, he sounds great. (laughs) Nick Pavetta just sounds like a Red Sox name.
0: He kind of looks like a Red Sox. If you look him up, there's some Boston there. Christian Yelich has some experience off him. 11 at bats, two bombs, six ribbies. If you're looking for a guy to maybe go deep tonight, a guy to Got to have a good game. Christian Yelich hitting 364 off Pavetta. Teles has faced him a couple times. He's hitting 400. Brian Anderson faced him nine times. He's hitting 222. Other than that, not much experience. The Red Sox whole lineup is all new guys, so not many have faced Freddie Peralta. Only Justin Turner. He's the one real vet. But Sox and Brewers feel like don't meet very often, and with the Red Sox somewhat rebuilding. Almost everybody has not yet faced Peralta. So that is... I
1: really... um, I've been following the Red Sox the last week. A lot of the sports people I follow are Red Sox fans because a lot of sports people from Boston. And Red Sox fans tweeting and commiserating about how they don't have Mookie anymore is one of my favorite (laughs) genres of tweets that you can find. I just enjoy that.
0: Mookie Betts, who is now playing shortstop for the Dodgers.
1: Yep, which had people tweeting like, oh, yeah, didn't need him. Didn't didn't need to pay him. Didn't need to keep him in Boston.
0: He's awesome. You also have Bogarts out in San Diego crushing the ball. Mm -hmm. The Red Sox are in a big market, and this is the comparison point to the Brewers. Their ownership has neglected to spend money to keep, not even to acquire. I like bringing this up when it comes to NIL and college football. There's a big difference between NIL used for talent acquisition, a la baseball free agency, a la recruiting. Big difference between that and NIL used for talent retention. The latter being more important. And bigger figures, because it's a known commodity. Baseball as well. Sox have just let all of their good guys go, or a lot of them go. They kept Devers. But a lot of those cornerstones, they didn't pay him to stay, which is very tough as a fan. It's it's kind of a a Corbin Burns discussion.
1: There was no reason to not keep Mookie Betts. There was no reason. Other than you just didn't want to spend the money. With Burns, look, maybe this is a bigger picture baseball conversation. Paying a guy like Corbin Burns when he's at his peak and spending top money, I, I feel like the odds that that contract is going to play out well for the majority of the years just the chances aren't high. I feel like most long-term contracts in baseball don't pan out well. Like Yelich or like Braun got hurt. Burns probably, some of these guys can't play at that level for the duration of the contract. Mookie Betts, like there was no reason to believe that he wouldn't be a great player to invest in. Like there should have been no hesitancy to, to buy into that guy.
0: Mookie Betts, Bryce Harper, they're all paid a lot of money. They probably bring more value than what the dollar amount says. Value on the field, value to the franchise, ticket sales, overall excitement. Sometimes it's the act of paying the guys that is significant. Mm-hmm. So you have Peralta and Pavetta on the mound tonight. Coming up tomorrow, your guy, Mr. Wade Miley, 2-1 and one with a 1-5, 14 Ks. He will be opposed by Garrett Whitlock. He's 1-1 one one with a 4-5. The Sox, just, they're not good. This should be a series win. I could even see a sweep. Because then on Sunday, Ooh. the old get-out-of-town 2 o'clock or 1 o'clock Sunday game, Corbin Burns looking to continue to right the ship of what's been a weird start, 4-7 ERA. He is back for this start, though, which is big after he left his last one. He is opposed by Brian Bello, who is 0-1 with a 16 16-
1: 0.88 era holy smokes which is not good i would rather have burns start slowly and get better as the year goes along because last year he tailed off at the end of the year and was one of the biggest maybe the biggest reasons the brewers didn't make the playoff well at least according <laughs> to the brewers people forget right that's the old uh, every game matters the same you yep, though- every game you win in april you don't have to win in september ben I'm a big fan of saying that. Well, now that he's
0: Often, now that he's off to a tough start, maybe they'd bring that up in contract negotiations.
1: We need you to start faster, Corbin. Like, <laughs> you just leave us high and dry for a month every season when we start. April, you're just not going to show up? What the hell, man?
0: Is Corbin Burns playing his way to a hometown discount? 877 867 We're on the way. <laughs> it's, it's a way to look at it. It's a way to hopefully get some excitement for it.
1: So uh, I had a lot of callers the other night saying that if Corbin Burns isn't going to be around for the long haul, they should put him on the CC Sabathia schedule and just <laughs> pitch him with no rest, just days run him into the ground every day. It was days. it was Onabam. I think it was Cone Roller who started it, and then everyone's favorite Brewer account Onabam started tweeting about it, uh, and that really got the Brewers masses going. <laughs> That would, that'd be
0: funny. I, or Craig council starts to manage that way. Cause he knows he's, he's going to go
1: start fishing next year anyway. Yeah. So you know what, whatever. I don't need to keep you guys healthy. Burns going to be here. The magic Johnson. I'm not going to be here.
0: <laughs> Burns. Woodruff Peralta? It's only you guys. But the yeah. problem is then you don't get Wade. Miley starts.
1: I was going to say, which
0: might be the more valuable Wade
1: Miley off, off the mound. You can't do it. Wade's a good pitcher.
0: Wait, is Wade Miley the ace of the team right now?
1: Um, right now? It's a good question. It's a good pitcher. Yeah, I um, I would say That's yes. Good. That's good. No, Peralta. I, You know, for all the joking we do about Wade Miley, he's, he's great. And, you know, Burns and now Woody's hurt. Willie Peralta has been fantastic to start the year. I think this is what he looks like when he's healthy and in a groove. Like last year, he dealt with being nicked up and banged up and it was a much more up and down season for him. Freddie Peralta has nasty stuff. If he's healthy and in a groove, he's so good. And we've seen that through, I'd say two and a half starts. I don't think that this last start, this last Saturday was as bad as maybe it looked or, or as the numbers would say, but as
0: a fantasy owner of his didn't like to see that last start, need a bounce back tonight, need needle win this week. Fantasy uh, Brewers, they're 14 and five on the season. They lead the Pittsburgh Pirates by a game and a half. Didn't see that coming as we near the end of April, the Cubs two and a half back. Didn't see that coming. I also didn't. don't think it's sustainable in any way.
1: I'm high on the Cubs this year.
0: I will. I, I'll keep that note written down as we get through the rest of the season.
1: I am not. I am not a guy that takes victory laps about getting things correct because I don't really care about getting things correct. That's another thing about me. <laughs> Like, I have said multiple times throughout things spring training, I'm like, I think the Cubs love good vibes, and I think they'll win more games than expected. And I think their fans and their players will overall see this season as a great step in the right direction. I don't know how many wins, but I, I think the Cubs are going to have something nice this year, maybe even better than the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are stressed. Mm. Like, oh, we're supposed to be better, and we're wasting this offense. We can't find pitching. The Cubs are going to be cruising and just enjoying the ride.
0: I could see that part of it. I don't buy them as close to a contender in the division. Cardinals, uh, 8 and 11, six games back of the Brewers, where we saw Great. The division's looking a little bit better. I, I mean, the Brewers haven't played the Pirates yet. So that's when we get the Yelich breakout.
1: <laughs> that and against the Reds.
0: Yep. And I, I mean, maybe it's already beginning to happen. And the thing is, oh, he came on, but the bases loaded on uh, Monday night, Sunday yeah. night.
1: Whichever day. Uh, no, that was afternoon, Wednesday afternoon.
0: Yes. And came up with the bases loaded, still down 2 nothing or 2-1 to when that comeback was happening. Yep. Pinch hitting for Weimer, who had gotten two hits. It's like, oh, this is the perfect. He homered last night. They got a reliever in. He's a righty. This is the perfect. If he doubles here. He's back. Exactly. And obviously, he struck out.
1: <laughs> Good at bat, though. That's, that's what blows me away about Yelich is, He can get cooking and do some things, but he's like an engine with a a governor. Like he's like a semi that's (laughs) capped at seventy miles per hour. Like he will get going to a point where you start to like, oh, maybe, and then like, like there's a mechanism inside of him. Like it's like he's designed. He will have a moment like Wednesday afternoon that says, "Oh no, can't go any farther than this."
0: I wonder what the I, – I picture the Yelich postgame presser kind of like the Brian Ferentz presser where, where the writer asks, he's like, hey, Brian, do you have any message to the fans that think you're bad at your job? Said in nicer words. And, and Ferentz yeah. goes, no, I don't have any message to them. It's like, hey, yeah.
1: Yelich, do you have any message to the people that say you're back? Nope, I'm not. <laughs> that would be what he says. Yelich, I think one of my callers, I think it was Cone Roller a couple weeks ago. Like, just doesn't like Yellich's attitude. Like, I suck. I don't want to hear that from my guy. Ryan Braun would have never said that. Ryan Braun oh. would lie to himself that he's still him, and he can still hit a grand slam at any point, like on Wednesday afternoon.
0: With Maybe the help. A little bit
1: more spunk from Yelich, A little more pizzazz and confidence.
0: With the help of some supplements. 877-867-1670. Well,
1: he did it for the fans. Sure. Stay healthy for the fans.
0: Sure, sure. 877 867 1670. Ben Kenny, Grant Bills, we're in for Bill Michaels. A couple segments left. We'll be back in a few.
1: Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. <laughs>
0: in Bill Michael show a couple segments before we are out of here taking you up until two o'clock Ben Kenny grant bills be back with you after the weekend uh an interesting weekend coming up mention yes. Brewers Red Sox you got bucks and heat talk about all that stuff we also have the launch which I mean here's the thing right like if if this show was only syndicated in Madison I would figure the target audience would be there. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's interest from across the state in terms of what's going on at Camp Randall on Saturday, which is Badgers first open spring practice uh, of the season. It is pretty much a game They're Like it's 11 on 11 with tackling for the first time this, this spring, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. It's not a normal scored like a game, but it's a game situation. And it's open to the public. Apparently 20,000 plus tickets are sold and they're expecting those people to show up. The weather doesn't look phenomenal. I think it's supposed to be 40 and
1: rainy, but I'll be inside, which is fine. Do you think, do you think the student section will fill up before halftime of the scrimmage or like, how how does that work for a practice? What's what's fashionably late? I'm
0: out. I I'm out on that on the topic. Yeah. I'm out on all student sections slander. (laughs) Now, I doubt, it, I, I doubt that'll be the crowd. I, I figure it'll be a lot of very interested parties from in and around Madison, maybe across the state even, that come in. It's at 1 o'clock on Saturday, more than enough time to commute, maybe hang out in Madison during the day. Um, I'll be inside, putting the me in media. Nice Look at you. heated room, well, well-manicured room. I won't be out there in the elements. So if people wonder if the offense can work in the elements, I can... Uh, I'll be able to tell you. I just won't be out there with it,
1: which what about is fine. For those who wonder whether or not Ben Kenny can work in the elements,
0: I think I've proven that that I can. I when don't choose to. to. Oh, you should. When when Zach Kyle, and I go to monks. When we went to monks throughout the winter, it snowed every Thursday. Every Thursday, we'd get a foot of snow. Got to commute all the way there. I I would say we trudged yeah. through more elements than most people.
1: That's terrible.
0: Most people working in radio. I I understand many other people are most
1: people working in radio. You're definitely correct.
0: Yes. Most people do real, real work, you know, (laughs) honestly, there are
1: people who are just outside a lot for work. Exactly.
0: Which is why I decided to, to check my words and obviously appreciate all those people people. radio. Yes. Yes. But I, I'm looking forward to it. First look of, of Mordecai long ago. Uh, We'll see what the buzz is. If, Quintez Cephas was truly betting on Mordecai Heisman futures, which turned out not is to be, be the case because he got the full year.
1: So, low yeah. low hanging fruit question here, but I gotta ask it because I'm I'm th- this is how I will view Saturday. What are what are you looking for? You're going, it's a practice. So you tell me through your Kenny and Heilprin perspective, like what questions do you have that you're trying to find answers for, and how do you find set answers at a practice?
0: I think most of the questions have been somewhat answered or are have been answered as much as they can through Zach going to practice and telling me what it what happens. okay because it's been this is practice 12. they've been out there. So I'm I mean it's important that they put forth a good performance just for fan excitement offensively mainly. Mordecai, I hope he looks good. I hope the offense looks good because that's the story. That's the story entering this off season as a whole and spring practice as well. It's the first time they're tackling though live, so that's where the interest lies for me on the defensive sure. side. It's like who are the dogs? Who's everywhere? Yeah. Who Who are we going to hear their name called on the broadcast over and over again?
1: Because la- loves being hit and hitting. Who are the war daddies? As Matt Lafleur would very uncomfortably say.
0: Yeah, that's weird. It is. It's been pretty good not having Matt LaFleur press conferences for a while. (laughs) You are correct. Listening through them. I listen through every press conference to find drops.
1: And I don't find any. So. Coach Bud gives you less than Matt LaFleur. However, I respect Coach Bud because he just doesn't care. Like he's not trying to give answers and failing or he's just. He's just like all right, I got to come up here and go through these motions. He he and then he gets out of there. I almost respect how little he cares about press conferences.
0: Certainly if you have a huge package the only things to come out of the press conference are are so grossly unintentional. It's football yeah. speak. That that then can be construed and and flipped and and spun around to mean something else.
1: But I can't all. believe by the way that I didn't use this drop yesterday. Smoking pot. How did I not use that yesterday? <laughs> I have that at the ready all the time. That's not a niche drop that I only break out sometimes. It's on my board every day looking right at me.
0: Smoking pot. That's really good. When is that from?
1: I have no clue. It's. I've had it forever. I've had it forever. It, it might have been from the Super Bowl two years ago when Bill was in Los Angeles and he was talking about his experiences. Yes. With yeah. the surfers and the hipsters all over the place. That's yeah. probably what it's for.
0: Smoking pot. Mike Clemens hanging out on the beach and everywhere he looked.
1: <laughs> you know, Mike were... Clemens would. Mike Clemens is dead ass. Go to Ventura Beach and, and walk around and look for someone with a Packers shirt and then go talk to them. <laughs> and he'd be like, yeah, I was out here talking to some fans and getting the pulse. That's what Mike Clemens would do in LA. And that's why Mike Clemens is Mike Clemens and I am not Mike Clemens. It's
0: great. 877 867 1670. We could fit a call in or two when we come back and close it out. Close it out for the week. It's ben Kenny Grant Bills in for Bill Michaels.
1: Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right,
0: we're back. Bill Michaels Show. Happy Friday, a couple minutes until we are gone for the weekend. Grant Wisco Sports Show coming up tonight. What can the fine people expect for those that do carry it? Everybody well, should. I'm
1: glad you asked, Ben Kenny. Tonight, we're going to discuss uh, this gambling news because I find it interesting, these suspensions. Uh, Matt LaFleur's impact on the offense this year. I'm not going to rehash a lot of the things that we said, um, but just the idea that like this is more about Matt Lafleur than it is about Jordan Love, so I want to talk about that. We're gonna slam the Miami Heat and talk a little <laughs> bit about Embiid's performance last night because I feel like you bringing it up means that I'm not being a hater by discussing it. No the Philly guy is, is criticizing. I'm gonna criticize and Kurt Hogue, our friend from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, will join us to talk Brewers at 4:30.
0: Can you ask him about his question after Wade Miley's last start?
1: It wasn't him. It was um. It must have been Rosiak because kurt doesn't kurt wasn't traveling they like split time rosiac and, and kurt do so i can ask him about mccalvey's dumb question maybe he can <laughs> fill us in on that because that came up on my show earlier this week and a caller literally called in and said mccalvey's mccalvey's earned enough leash to have a bad question here and there like we were breaking down the the cachet of different beat reporters and like the leash they get for dumb questions. It's actually very
0: when it was really just Craig council who said, it's a ridiculous question.
1: Yeah. It was the response. Not a ridiculous question. The roster change. It's a six month long season, Craig. It was a good question. He just didn't want to answer it a lot. Yeah.
0: We need to get Kurt. We we need to get him up so that every time a a pitcher pitches well, most notably Miley, he just says, Oh, that was just classic weight. Wasn't it?
1: A bar, an absolute bar. Oh, it's love a good it. picture. I love it.
0: Um, in case you're wondering what I'm thinking about at the moment, I, I'm sure many people who tune into the show wonder, oh, they, yeah, they're talking about the draft and Packers and everything. There's got to be something on the television in the studio, and there has to be something else on his mind. You would be uh, correct in wondering and, and correct in assuming it has nothing to do with the show. Uh, at a PGA Tour event in New Orleans today, John Daly and David Duval, yes, you heard those names right. John Daly and David Duval, both of whom well above the age of 50. John Daly is 56. David Duval, who used to be awesome, is also that age. They are 14 over par. They shot an alternate shot, 83 today, which is just hilarious. They, they scraped the barrel a lot to put this team event together. And as a result, you have John Daly playing in a PGA Tour event and shooting 83. Not great. So that's what I'm thinking about. I'm, I'm fascinated by it.
1: I thought about you last Saturday night. I Sorry to hear a that. Dear college buddy in town, we we're playing Wii golf. Wii Sports oh, Resort golf, next level, and we we're betting stuff. shots on birdies versus bogeys. It's high stakes. Fun and game. I, you know. Thought of you, golf front.
0: I own a Wii. I dabble.
1: Basically a golf simulator if you can't afford a golf simulator. I guess. Yeah.
0: All right. That's going to do it Uh, for everybody hanging around. Obviously appreciated. Podcast up with the show pretty much immediately after conclusion. Give me about 30 minutes. Grant, we will reconvene on Monday at 10 o'clock. Big weekend coming up. Everybody enjoy it. Grant, as always, thank you. I'll talk to you at 10. To everybody out there, we will talk to you then as well. Thank you for hanging around. See you. Thank you, Ben.